0: Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons.
1: Enjoy the show. There we go.
2: If anybody didn't know already, um, it was my birthday yesterday, and Arsenal Football Club gave us a great birthday present. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm horse uh, I'm quite hungover after a massive day out uh, and an early start with Alex this morning. Getting back to Copenhagen. Um, yeah, it was it, it, it was an eventful day. It was an amazing day, if I'm honest. Um, we'll go into that in a little bit more detail. I've even got a new. We even got a new shirt we'll talk about that too. Trevor, you couldn't make it down because uh, you had loads of grandkids running around and you were doing the honourable thing of being a brilliant granddad looking after your your grandkids and you are exhausted.
0: I'm glad you're, you're still awake to, to make the show. I am. Do you know what? I am totally exhausted. I've had about four <laughs> hours sleep in the last three nights, driving me mad. But do you know what? I very nearly rung Dr. Barnardo's care home yesterday and said, have you got space for four grandkids? <laughs> Just for a couple of nights, because I've got a more important pressing issue. But unfortunately, my good friend, I couldn't. And I know it looks like, and I've heard that I missed an amazing day. So just from me, I I know you're going to talk about it all looking from the outside, but I know you had a wonderful day and I'm really pleased you had a great birthday and I shall buy you a birthday beer next Sunday.
2: Yeah, when we do West Ham, and West Ham's going to get messy as well, because Simon's down as well, so it, it will be... It will be another messy one. Oh, you know what? I really need to calm down because otherwise Porto could be a complete fucking a complete wash. Nearly said something there. Um,
3: you, you said uh, it. We all heard it. The bad language from the host. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I was going to you next anyway. You, Ginger Winders, good to have you back. Um, oh, well, you had a hiatus.
3: I'd like to like to say the same. It's good to be back. Well, it is good to see Alex and Trip. But you're bloody annoying. Is your birthday over yet? <laughs> Honestly, it's dragged on, you, it's a and lot- on and on. And on. It's the longest birthday ever, isn't it? It's like it's like the it Queen's is. birthday. The King's birthday it's just going on. It started. Oh, mate, it's, it's you eighty. If you turn eighty, just get over it. Really. Yeah, apparently, apparently,
2: according to this t-shirt,
3: I've turned eighty. So I got uh, Alex
2: before Ginger winger goes on about um, uh, the t-shirt and everything else. Uh, you got home safely. Uh, you look absolutely shattered, John Malone. You're unmute. You, uh, John Malone saw you in the airport and he sent me a message. Yeah. He goes, the boy looks. The boy looks done. <laughs>
1: I'm hungover. I'm knackered, my voice is non-existent, but yeah, what a day it was yesterday, um, and what a game, and yeah, I've been looking forward to, to tonight, and um, having having Dan back as well, good to see you, mate, um, and good to see all of the people in the chat, uh, met quite a few yesterday as well, uh, Constantine in the Gunners, and uh, John. good to see you, Lyndon, um, yeah, good to see everyone I saw yesterday.
2: It, it, to be honest, it was it was really an eye-opener. Same to Trev before you two uh, came on. The amount of people that actually came up and said, like, you know, oh, we watch the show. It's really, really good. We like what you do. And we were saying, yeah, well, the ethos is like exactly this. We said, have, have a beer and, you know, and just uh, chat Arsenal. And they went, yeah, we love it. I don't watch, like, uh, Constantine, um, as you said, he said he used to listen to a few other different uh, podcasts, but... Now he just listens to ours or watches ours because he's in the car a lot. And it's just because we're just Arsenal fans. But yeah, it was really good. And cheers for the Jaeger Bum, even though I didn't need another Jaeger Bum. I don't know how many Jaeger Bums I had yesterday. I well, don't he, even he do Jaeger
3: He said a little bit more than that, mate. He also said that the host wasn't the best one, didn't he? He also said the person <laughs> that made the most sense on the podcast was yours truly. So he's feeling sure then. Yeah, he, t-
2: he, he said Trev was. Actually, he did say you, you did have some common sense sometimes. But listen, you know, the guy was very drunk. Oh, well, I was just
0: about to say that. <laughs> tell
2: you what,
3: he's a lot more sober than Fergus was. So, uh, Tell you
0: what, Danny, but, uh, tell you what, I, it's great to have you back on here, mate, but we're going to have to sort that screen of yours out because you're going to give this old fella an epileptic fit with that bloody flickering on your screen, mate. Yeah, it, it is. is, it,
2: is it is awful. It is awful.
0: I'm going to buy you a screen or something. I don't know.
2: A it's just a typical accountant. He just won't. He won't spend money on, uh, you know, you, I'm sure you could write it off the tax just to buy a back book and a grand. You know, you can afford a grand.
3: Let's not go into taxis on this show, folks because I reckon your books might be a little bit dodgier than mine. So let's not go
2: into taxis. I'm P A all All right. Listen, we we had an absolutely wonderful day. Yes, we didn't have Trev with us, but we had uh, lots of the guys, uh, Linden and uh, Dale and Lyle and uh, What's John alone doing in my seat? <laughs> <laughs> John, John, John was a John was in the the woodbine as well. It was it was just a wonderful it was a wonderful day. Uh, I'll, I'm going to fold it up a few. Um, uh, a few different photos, and we'll have a talk about it as well, about the, the woodbine. So, first of all, there was this card I thought was just absolutely brilliant, <laughs> Absolute brilliant card. <laughs> well uh, so done, spurs Dale. Our shit. Spurs are shit. That was Dale. Uh, um, and uh, there's a matter of this little item here. Now, I have got um, some uh, – I was given a level um, because apparently my pictures aren't on the level. Well, I did do some um, some photographs just to prove the point beforehand. They are all on the level. Unless, as Dale said, it's cheap and nasty and, 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 you know, it's, I don't
3: know. That don't spirit know. level
2: was 29 pence,
3: Fergus. <laughs>
1: what do you think it's
3: going to be? And also, what you can't see in those pictures is the little bits of paper stuffed at the other end to make it level. But yeah. <laughs> what, what I would say, Fergus, is we can actually prove that one way or the other. So... In the interest of VAR. <laughs> uh, do you want me to put this on? VAR, this. okay, here we go. Let's draw the lines. <laughs> As you <laughs> can that see, that's, that's a million miles off, that is, mate. Look at the gap that in compared to that end.
1: Oh, looking good, folk. <laughs>
3: I uh, will tell you what, it's the angle of,
2: uh, of this. If I change the angle, of no, the, no, 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 no,
3: no. no. There's no center there. Listen, okay. VAR Listen, is calibrated.
0: There we go. He's actually starting <laughs> to sound like a VAR official, isn't he? If I change the angle, <laughs> my God.
2: I, I, I tell you what, you know, I, I'm, I'm quite disappointed because you know, we know what what VAR's about. Well the point of VAR is to to, to stop those situations that I used to face when I made a decision on here, got into the dressing room, looked at my phone and thought, oh my goodness, how
3: have I missed that? That's not that, that will... shouldn't happen now. Uh, the VAR's there, isn't it? <laughs> how did you miss it, Ferg? Because VAR complete your I... <laughs> photo was a wonky mate.
2: Yeah, okay. So and Actually, there's also I... I, look
0: this that <laughs> now, I look at that clip in a different light now because I used to think the one on the right was the idiot, but now I'm not quite sure which one of them is the idiot on that clip, to be honest. They're all idiots. (laughs) There is
2: is is a It's a matter of this T-shirt here, um, which is... uh, There's the front, and uh, there's also the back. And if people are historic uh, viewers of the podcast, they'll remember that's when a a giant hornet came into the here. And I... I, Yeah, that's just hilarious, um, a long time ago. Uh, Go on then, Dan. Uh, You you spent £2 on buying a shirt and getting printed. Thank you very much.
3: You're very welcome. I just... I tried to think what what was... uh... What was true to yourself? And obviously, Bejesus said Paddy fits you quite well. So, um, Bejesus said Paddy, I made you today, so I am, so I am, to be sure, to be sure. It was uh, a good little <laughs> saying to add in, wasn't it, really?
1: What's and a good John Malone!
3: Scarf? John Malone
2: got, got me a scarf of his favourite player. <laughs> we'll just leave it there, shall we? <laughs> the only Eddie scarf ever bought. <laughs> He's
3: it's, not a scarf. it's a lucky
2: scarf. Yeah. Um. We As we walk down Gillespie Road, there's a new addition to Gillespie Road. Um, North Banksy has put that beautiful Art Deco A. Uh, we've got a photo with the with us outside there. We were about three sheets of the wind by then. Um, inside the stadium, Alex, um, I know you've got a bit of a cold as well, but inside the stadium, it was rocking. Um, really, really went off in, in the stadium. Um, there's, uh, you know, well, actually, in the pub beforehand, and I don't know if people know the Woodbine, really good old-fashioned pub. But even when Dan has tried, he's never got singing going there. And look at this.
1: Oh,
3: it really went yeah. off, didn't it? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think Rory. But... I don't know what he's that? that camera, but I'm getting flashbacks to France because all I can hear is Nagalese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you can spot a yeah. Man United fan in there, can't you? Yeah. I don't think Rory was enjoying it um, just as much as as, uh, as other guys, but um, yeah, it was really good. And and um, we sang North London Forever a couple of times and, and some other songs. And then we kept on going when we uh, arrived at the stadium, and Dan and the usual other guys started. Started getting th- getting things going, and I'd like to think we took some of it um, into the to the stadium and when the match started as well. Because I thought the atmosphere was really good yesterday.
2: But I think it was really down to you know a major influence of of I don't know people rising above themselves and yeah. you know you know rising above all adversities. Oh, 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 just and, just Andrew, you're so strong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Andrew must be feeling
1: the effects today of. Of oh, that thing! Hundred and five kilos bouncing
2: on his head. Yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that. bit. I'm glad about the noise on.
3: <laughs> some some things hey. not made to be lifted, and uh, the man mounted himself got lifted up on his birthday. And God, Andrew, fair play. That lad must be the strongest lad I've ever seen in my life.
2: No, it was it was it was a good bunch of us. Uh, there was plenty of beers to be had. Um, overall, you know, at the end of the day, it was my birthday. Right, listen, birthday's over, officially finished, stopped. Okay, it's now nineteen twelve on the fifth of February. So we we. Oh no, nineteen twelve. The
3: year you was born. Flashback to your birthday.
2: <laughs> there was the fifth fixture um, in English league history that was played 200 times Arsenal had uh, won only two of their last 17 uh, games against Liverpool uh, both of them coming at the Emirates in July 2020 and October 2022 and um, and um, this fixture has produced, a hun- including uh, uh, yesterday's games, 190 goals. So it's always going to be a goal fest, so much so I uh, stupidly put a bet on 5 nil Arsenal. Um, and I also done 3-2, but I don't really bet, so I wouldn't have a clue. What did we make of um, the lineups? Trev, I'll come to you first of all, because you were watching it on the telly with grandkids running around and, and, and everything else, so it was probably just as difficult as me after 10 pints of lager. Um I actually, I'd on cider, and I do take a recommendation, Trev. It was, it was very good. Yeah, it was very, much, good. Uh, yeah, was, it was very was, good.
0: Was the cider in the stadium on two for one as well before the game? I don't know. You, <laughs> you wouldn't have a clue, would you? I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had a couple of ciders earlier today, but I thought I'd better knock it on the head because I'd have been in a right mess now. So I've it up again.
2: Oh, I'm, 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 I'm just nursing myself. Uh, It'll be tomorrow. Uh, So, lineups, um, Trev. We had Raya, uh, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Rice, and Jorginho, uh, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, and No Jesus. We had Havertz in the number nine role. And I had heard prior to the game that he'd been training all week and they'd taken some under 18s in as. Almost cannon fodder body, body sort of thing that they could um, uh, work some moves around uh, around for for Havertz. What did you make of the lineup, and and, and were you pleased um, to see Havertz in that number nine role?
0: I was very happy with the lineup, to be honest. I was well. I say very happy. I, I, I had a little bit of a sad spot for for Smith Rowe because I was hoping he might have deserved another chance, but. I wasn't unhappy to see Jorginho in there. And I wasn't unhappy to see Havertz through the middle. Out of the people we had available, it, for me, it was Havertz or, or Trossard that played through the middle. And I was I was quite pleased to see Havertz up there. I thought he gave us a different dimension and he didn't play badly. The other change, Jorginho, I, I, was, I was very happy to see Jorginho in. I, I have some sympathy for Jorginho because... He sort of as soon as he came from Chelsea, without even having a chance to prove himself, he got tarred with that same brush as the rubbish we've signed from Chelsea before, you know. And that's a little bit unfair. And I thought we put them demons to bed yesterday, Jorginho. He, he he was a superstar, really did hold the field well. Um, and I know we're gonna move on to it. I'm not gonna go on to any other players, but our midfield of Jorginho Rice and Odegaard dropping. I thought they made Liverpool look ordinary yesterday. I was so happy with the team and selection and the way they played, mate. Uh, Dan, you were uh, still on uh, your dry
2: January or dry uh, spring winter uh, stupid spell, so you could um, you could witness the game uh, with far more um, uh, observation skills than than say myself and Alex, who could have like this film of beer in front of our eyes. What well, did you that, make of the lineup? Yeah.
3: All I can say, lads, is I don't need beer to be passionate about my club because I love my club, whether I'm drinking or not. So, you know, each to their own. But um, no, the up all best I know, we've got out really, right? jay Zeus obviously would have been the preference up top, but um, his little niggles are worrying. Um, this is the period where we need him. And, and hopefully it's just a niggle when they played him, sort of not played him as a precaution, but... Um, I thought Havertz. In hindsight, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but he had a fantastic game, and and on that basis, if Jesus isn't available, I think he'd still get that nod ahead of Eddie in most games. Um, Jorginho coming in, I'm not not surprised. I think if Partey was fit, he would have played. I think he he wants that experience in midfield, in those big games to to keep calm when when things go against you, and it did go against us at times um, when we was up against it, and and he shows um, he shows his experience. And I think he's also coming in at a time when probably the two centre-halves are not at their most confident. So I think that's a bit that sort of played into that as well.
2: Uh, Alex, we'd won all um, eight Premier League home fixtures this season against teams from outside London. But the most important thing, as Trev said at the beginning of uh, this season, before this even, even started, is winning against the northwest teams and winning against Liverpool. Uh, We've beaten Man City, uh, Man United. Um, it, it, it's hugely important. And we're back in this title race. Havertz uh, was an absolute menace. And Jorginho... Just followed on from the exact same way he was in the FA Cup tie that we're unlucky to be out of.
1: Yeah, both had a had a really really good game, um, and I think Havertz with his big physical presence uh, just handed out some big problems to the to the Liverpool defenders. They they couldn't really handle him physically, um, even though he didn't win a lot of his aerial duels. He still made the defenders um, sort of have trouble um heading the ball so he might not have won the header but they couldn't control where they wanted to head the ball so we picked up a lot of loose balls just because of hammers engaging in the duels. um and he dropped off well uh, when he needed to um his combination play was good and yeah the first goal was um some amazing movement by him where where odegaard sent him in behind um unfortunately he couldn't finish the chance that's Something he still needs to work on his um, his finishing skills. Hopefully that will come. But um, but yeah, he he was a big part of that first goal.
2: Um, yeah, he 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 was, but also a big part of that first goal. Well, actually, the chance just before the first goal in the eleventh minute, and Osaka got the, the the rebound, but Saka missed a, a pretty. Simple header, Dan. But that all came from David Raya. Now, you know where I was. I'm I'm, I'm not anti Raya in any way. I I, I didn't see the advantage of Raya over Ramsdale. I could see, yeah, okay, might be slightly better with his feet. But honestly, yesterday, uh, I said it to you two or three times, Dan. I can see why uh, Arteta has chosen Raya, his distribution. um, And I said it to you in the car, Alex, I think as well, on on the the way to the airport this morning. It was like he was another outfield player with almost a keeper behind him because he was playing as an outfield player. Dan and then Alex.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think I'm a fan of of, of Raya as well. Um, But also, I'm not going to go over the top because Mm. you need to have a a sort of bit of a level head with with these things, right? It needs to be consistent, needs to be over... a long period of, yeah exactly maybe a better level better level than that um it's got to be consistent over uh, over a decent run of games i feel like he's had undeserved criticism um from a lot of us, um, corners of the, of the ground and the fan base because of the love for ramsdale um i thought he had a very good game i'm not gonna go over the top and say he was amazing he was fantastic i'm not sure he had too much to do but with the ball i thought he was great he was calm um let us counter very quickly at times as well, especially with balls out to Martinelli. Um, and I, I, I think it just shows the agenda against him that the number of people I've seen criticizing him for that, for our goal that we conceded, I'm not sure it's his fault at all, to be totally honest. I think that's nothing more than trying to sort of pin the blame on the donkey, such as. Uh,
2: We'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, I don't. I don't think it was necessary down to Ray at all. But Alex, um, your view on, on Ray and I, I, I saw that Leanne, but something in the chat a lot of long balls. But he's got he varied uh, what he offered. But the the amount of times he he was playing out from the back as well. And as I said to you in the car, like an outfield player.
1: Yeah, he looked very comfortable on the ball. Um, and he might might not have had too much to do. Um, I recollect they had one shot on target, and that was quite an easy one for him to save. Um, but yeah, he was very good to look out for for Martinelli, which we all know. Um, when we play Liverpool, Martinelli always plays superb, um, especially when he's up against Trent uh, Alexander Arnold. He really struggles against him, so he was really good to look at, look out for Martinelli and his runs in behind um, when he got the ball and his long, long throws and, and long kicks were were very good. Um, he almost had like half an assist. Um, with, with that first chance, which you mentioned, where Martinelli just blew past uh Kanate, he just ran with the ball uh, for half the length of the pitch with Kanate on his heels and crossed it into Saka, who unfortunately couldn't finish. But that could could almost have been like half an assist. Um, but yeah, he just I, I, I just feel secure with him at the back, uh, like you said. Um, and hopefully, he can give. Give some stability to the to the central defenders as well, um, mm. and erase some of those errors that we saw yesterday.
2: And 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 uh, Trevor Raya, we we'll just finish up on Raya, and um, we saw him on Tuesday night. I didn't think he was very vocal and stuff like that. It doesn't it doesn't seem as commanding or in his box or, uh, I, I, commanding is not the right word, but I, I don't think he's, he's as interactive in his box. But he did have a really good game, and the, you know between him, well, there's hardly a player that I can't fault on the pitch yesterday. What were your thoughts on on um on performance in that first half? Clearly, there's people talking about the goal that
0: we conceded, which we'll talk about in a minute, but we'll just go from there. Well, if if you're asking me to talk about Raya, we have to include the goal that we conceded. Yeah, OK. It's interesting in that, I don't think Rouse improved as a goalkeeper since he joined us. I think his confidence has got better. I think there's mm. one thing the goalkeeper there. He's 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 taken the 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 spot of England's number one goalkeeper, and um, he's going to be nervous about that. Um, and and everyone would be, but he's, I think he's grown into the role. He has definitely grown into the role, and I was very happy with his performances in the last couple of games. Um, so we played the perfect first forty-five minutes of football yesterday. I thought we actually played very near the perfect half until two minutes into injury time. And there's two or three ways you can look at Liverpool's goal. And to coin a phrase from someone that I saw, I can't remember who put the quote up now on on social media. And for that, I apologise. Um, in years gone by, Tony Adams, Keo, and Bold, Willie Young, you know, um, would have don't got the ball where Saliba did and the ball, the striker, and half the goalkeeper would have ended up in Rose The lot would have gone off the field, right? But that's not the game we're playing nowadays. We're playing a, a possession-based game. And I've watched it back over and over today. I've had I've had much of the day on on on, on rewind most of the day because it really pl- pleased me to watch us. But you can find a reason for saying Raya should have got down to that ball quicker. There was a split second and he could have gone down. That's not that's not saying he did anything wrong. That's just saying it how I saw it. Right. But in David, if if David Ray's confidence continues to grow between the posts, as it has been, we've got a very good goalkeeper on our hands. Very good goalkeeper on our hands. And I'm not unhappy with what he's doing. His his distribution yesterday was, was excellent. I was in different, I was in a different position to you in two ways. Firstly, I was watching it on the telly so I could rewind it. And secondly, I was sober so I could see it, you know? And, um, I thought that I, I didn't think anybody had a bad game, so I'm, I'm no. picking for Saliba and and Raya there a little bit. When basically it was just a misunderstanding <laughs> that could happen to any any player on the field, you know.
2: Dan, if we look at the the, the two goals in the first half, um, the first goal, uh, Havertz done all the work, and uh, you know he was unfortunate not to to finish it. Allison has a good save, uh, but uh, Saka's positioning. Um, to to follow up and and make sure he didn't miss a second chance that he missed only three minutes ago. Uh, before that uh, was really really good, don't you think?
3: Yeah, massive. I mean, I was sitting there at that point when he missed the one before that, thinking, is this going to be just a repeat of the uh, of the cup game? And and you have to take chances in big games like this. And and luckily, Saka was there, as any good sort of striker does, and follows up and and puts the ball in the net. But I was quite pleased that Havertz took it on his right foot. Um, it's his wrong peg. I think if he was really, really low on confidence, he wouldn't have taken that on his right peg. He would have tried to get onto his left. So the fact that he's taken it on his right peg, I think it's a good sign. Um, he's not a he's natural finisher in front of goal. He's never going to be that sort of player. So if that's what people are expecting, you know, he's, he's not going to be that. But um, he played a fantastic role up top um, and massive, massive contribution to, to winning that game uh, yesterday.
2: Mm. And Birch put um, a ball in uh, like a, uh, to to Diaz, um, who had a pop. And um, I think there was a, just a bit with the the goal we conceded, which <laughs> you know they didn't have a shot and target in the first half. And we yeah. scored the goal for them, which was really disappointing at halftime when we talked about it. But I think Saliba was probably trying to guide the back, the ball back to Raya, and I think it was just. Some sort of, I don't know, confusion. And to be honest, if it didn't go in, it would have been a penalty because
3: Gabriel handled the ball. Alex, well, I don't know about that. I'd I mean, have, I wouldn't, uh, be, wouldn't be wouldn't be giving handball for that uh, flicking his, his hand from there. I know you're, no? you're in the VAR at the minute, but no, even they wouldn't have given a handball for that surely. But um the thing with the thing with that goal is, is people reluctant to, and it's not criticism. Maybe that's the wrong word, but people are reluctant to criticize Saliba because one, he's a fantastic player. He's been fantastic for us. And two, he's, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best centre-halves in in the league. But doesn't mean he can't critique what he does. And I think he's made a mistake there. You know, he absolutely should have put his foot through it and, and got, got the ball clear. But even if he doesn't clear the ball, for, for Raya to come out and slide and collect that ball as he should, as a goalkeeper, shouldn't take everything man and ball. Saliba's got to be stronger to hold the player off. And and, and Diaz did well to, to sort of get a foot on it, but Saliba should have been better in that position, in my opinion. Um, and if we're looking at overall for the game, we had a fantastic performance. I think from one to 11, we were brilliant. But the one area I felt like we we lost a little bit of confidence at times was the, the two centre-halves. And I think I would say they're probably out of form a little bit at the minute. And I think Saliba as well, with the last few games, just noticed a couple of little mistakes in his game. And... And he's just—he's—he's not—he's not a a nine or ten out of ten every game. He's, he he maybe dropped to an eight out of ten or or, or on those lines. You know, he's—he's he's not playing badly, but he's not quite as in in his vein of form as he has been. So,
0: do you know so what happens if, if they're out of form, Dan? I hope their form gets worse. Liverpool didn't shot <laughs> on goal in the first half.
3: <laughs> no, not no. Better. Liverpool no, didn't shot on goal. Played I mean. off the not, park. Not saying they had a, a bad performance, but I think if they didn't. They brilliant. Player, if you had to pick one area that they looked a little bit shaky at times under pressure and being being closed down, and the same against Forest at times, just didn't look as sharp.
0: You know what you need to do next week, Dan? Have a beer. Because I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: all that sugar in that Diet Coke or Coke th- or whatever.
1: Uh, Alex, you, can, Yeah, can I just ask a question to you guys? Because I feel like we've, we've narrowed down the, the time where the opposition... Are in our box in the game that it's almost like they they attack in our box so few times and because when you look at the XG it's the by far the lowest in 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 the in the league it's almost like we we lose our concentration a bit when it when it then happens and then we make it it's almost like they score a lot from those few times they're in in our box same with Forest last game it was like that one only time. When they got into our box they scored and and then the same with the liverpool it's like we narrow it down to those very few times then we just lose concentration a bit
3: i'm interested in in what you think is why to be honest with you because for me the reason we defend so well when that happens is because our forward line presses and our midfield defends so well and and it takes pressure off of the center halves um our, our our midfield yesterday was fantastic, and and the opening sort of half an hour of that game, the way we pressed them as a as a forward line as well, they they were nowhere near us. That was why there was nowhere near our box.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I agree, but but do you think it 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 sort of uh, makes it like more difficult in a sense sometimes for the defenders, in the same way like for a goalkeeper sometimes with the concentration.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it it takes a top, top centre-half to be concentrated for 90 minutes and, and not make a mistake. And, and as a few people have said in the chat, you know, Saliba's young. He will make mistakes. He didn't knock him. He bounced. He's came straight back from it, as, as you'd expect with him. And and look, it's not it's not a major issue, you know, with, with yeah, Saliba I, and with I, they're, they're, in my opinion, again, up with City's centre-half pairing as, as probably the best centre-half pairing in the league as well. So um, it's not an issue, but at times people... Yeah,
0: Why are we spending five minutes talking about? uh, Yeah, exactly. I I I I think it's hypercritical. Had an amazing win.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's hypercritical to 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 to, talk about the centre house. Yeah, Um, listen, we made a second half substitution. Kivior came off as Zinchenko. Zinchenko apparently had an injury. Um, Liverpool um, did put some pressure on early in the first half, Uh, and then um, Allison. You know there was there was a complete. Mess up with Allison and Van Dyke, um, and we went two-one up, and and I got headbutted uh, by the guy behind us because we were jumping around and celebrating so much. Trev, um, how did you how did how did you see that goal? You know, Allison is one of the best keepers in
0: in the league.
2: Um, do
0: you, do and, you know Watford? Do you know Watford? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm taking a lot out of the what I've watched on the BBC today. And it's nice to have seen it, right? I've watched, as I've just said, I'm repeating myself. I know I've watched the game over about four times today, and that goal was it. It was a strange sort of mess, mess up. But what happened was, um, I don't know if you boys have seen it. Edison went to kick the ball, and actually kicked Van Dyke. His boot caught Van Dyke and deflected away from the ball, and it ran between a pair of them. The, the important thing for me is that. Lots of people have said the day that Arsenal got lucky with that goal which is the point for me to take out of it. But no, nobody's mentioned the fact that Liverpool got lucky for theirs. It, it, there's been an extremely high amount of bias in in, in in certain areas of the media over the last day. I, I, I'm not letting it get to me. I'm laughing at it. But just while I remember, what I must say, right, what I must say is that Klopp's after-match interview was fine. I thought we took it well. No no excuses made, just said we were the better side. And Danny Murphy last night, who is an ex-Tottenham player and an ex-Liverpool player on the BBC, absolutely showed how it should be done. He, he, he watched the game, he read back what he saw in the game, and he didn't pick on anyone. He just said that Arsenal would He said he thought Arsenal were going to struggle, and they didn't. He said they were absolutely fantastic. So, big up to Danny Murphy on the BBC, and to Jurgen Klopp. The rest of them need to take a look at themselves. And I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, but while it's in my head, you know what I'm like? It goes in and goes straight out. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. so your age thing, isn't it? It is an yeah. age thing. You know. Um, look, um, Liverpool was it was obviously flustered by us. Um, Alex, they made a triple substitution just before that goal. They took uh, Andy Robertson off, Elliot off, uh, Nunes off. Uh, I'm Sorry, brought them on for Arnold, uh, Gravenbeck, and Gap, uh, Gak Oh, the easiest one, on and I <laughs> almost got it. Almost got it. Almost um, got it. But you know, I, listen. I, I I think we deserved to be two one up. We deserved to be two nil up in the first half. Um, it was an outstanding performance, and Martinelli's performance was sublime. He is such a big game player.
1: Yeah, and he's a big Liverpool game player as well. Um, Liverpool is the team that he's had the most goal contributions against um, in the league, so it just shows he loves the game against Liverpool. And he uh, certainly didn't uh, didn't disappoint yesterday. Um, he caused trouble all game, um, all minutes when he was on the pitch, ran at the defense, um, and yeah, like you could say it was luck, but it was Martinelli who caused that second second goal for us. He he ran down van dyke um went shoulder to shoulder with him and caused that collision with with Allison and van dyke, so he had a big part in that goal um and he was strong yeah, he was strong he was strong yeah he, strong. Was, strong. Yeah, he yeah. was strong um that
2: annoyed that annoyed me last night on the on the was it on the train on the way home we bumped into some guys said, yeah. oh, you got so lucky. You got so lucky for that second goal. The only reason we got lucky was what we'd done the whole game. We pressed, we pressed, we pressured. We, we, and, and that's why the mistake was made. Yeah. And that was why I was gone, there ain't no luck
1: involved. That was game management. We, we could have won 10-0 yes, last night. Um, Liverpool have never conceded as many chances uh, in a Premier League game uh, on the club as they did y- yesterday. We peppered them with, with shots on target. Um, Kivio had a massive chance. Saka could have scored early. Um, I could think of so many instances where, where we could have um, scored yesterday as well. So there's no need to talk about luck uh, when we speak about yesterday's game. Um, it was so deserved.
3: I don't, I mm-hmm. don't know. Lads. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I don't know, maybe if I'm just looking at it a different way. We was never, never, never lucky winning that game. We won that game because we were a better side and we were a better side across the 90 minutes. We created chances. We should have scored more. I thought the way we pressed from the start was fantastic. When our heads dropped a bit in the second half, yes, we might have got a bit of luck and I'll come back to that in a minute. But we picked up from there and kicked on as well. We won the game with so we were better side. But the fact of the matter is we did get lucky for the second goal, the same as they got lucky for their goal. We both got a bit of luck on both sides, but the better team won. And I think even Klopp said said that in the end, that the better team won. So Liverpool fans can be as salty as they like. The best team won that game, so let's move on. And uh, yeah, they can continue being salty all they like. And Araguir and the rest. You see, Dan, I, I didn't
0: notice ahead. it, Ferg. Right, I didn't. You're going to move on to the second half now, right? I didn't. What in, in the middle of it? I didn't know. All right, I didn't notice it, but we pressed and we pressed and we pressed for the first half and we started off the second half in a similar vein, but when we got the second goal, right, we sort of transformed into a bit of a four, four, two, you know, we just sort of transformed a little bit and played tight in the middle and let, made sure Liverpool weren't going to play the balls through the middle. And it was really interesting to watch. I didn't notice it until it was pointed out to me today, but if you watch the second half, as it progresses, it becomes really clear what was happening. Um, I just think it was a magnificent performance from start to finish. Probably the most complete performance I've seen from an Arsenal side in a long time. And I measure it by how I feel. There's a few games of football that that I regret not going to. I regret not going to Anfield in 1989. So I didn't think we were going to win. I regret not going to the Champions League final in France, even though I didn't have a ticket, I should have gone anyway. And then yesterday, right up there with the others after them because it was a superb performance. It really was. And I picked fault in Ray a little bit earlier, and Dan's mentioned the defence. And if I'm honest, I think we're both wrong to do that. I really think we're wrong to do that in this situation. I think we. I'm just buzzing with what I saw. The the only thing that worries me now is what happens against next week when we go to West Ham. Do we, does the consistency come with us? Or do we do we sort of revert back because West Ham are going to play a completely different game against us? I'll tell you what, I have got. I can't carry You must be bursting there, Fergie. we have gone forever, son.
2: No, I switched my T-shirt round and my earphones fell out I'm and then Nelson the else started playing. And I wanted to see that.
3: <laughs> get Not your taps for the boys. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's some things should be kept private and that's definitely one. Um, yeah, she
2: loves it. She loves what,
3: it. Can yeah.
0: I just jump <laughs> back, Fergie? I was just about to ask the lads a question, right? Yeah, and, yeah, far away. And this comment from Trolls really sort of um, covers it off and asks the question for me in a way, right? But yesterday I watched Jorginho come into the side against one of the best teams in the country. I watched Nelson come on and I watched Kivior come on at half-time at left-back, which worried me a little bit when he first came on. I thought, is, 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 is this lad going to stand up and be counted here? And all three of them were absolutely superb. So, you know, we'd be worried about the depth and strength in our squad. Are we sort of worrying a bit too much? Is he there for us? Have we got it? Because we've still got all these people to come back, you know. Is the depth already I th- there? I,
2: th- I think the depth in the in defence is probably there when you look at Tommy Astu who's coming back and signed his new contract. Um, you've got Timber, uh, who we've seen briefly in uh, the pre-season, who looked outstanding. And I think once given a few games in the Premier League, uh and champions league i think he he's going to be whether he's going to be a player for this season uh, i think we mightn't see the best of him this season but i think we'll definitely see him settle to the side and 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 be a, a player that everybody will be envious of uh next season um i probably like cover um in right back uh for ben white i suppose is, is the only thing i'd say i know they put party out there and so on but i know I think timber can go- for- so
0: there's been words today that Tommy is about to sign a new long-term contract.
2: Yeah, he's done it, apparently, yeah.
0: Is that our right-back cover, mate?
2: Yeah, he's right, he's left, and Timber's right and left as well. So, yeah, probably. I, I think defensively, and goalkeeper, we've got two number ones. Christ, not many cl- clubs have got two number ones. I think we're covered there. The areas that we need are further up the pitch. The, the, the further up the pitch.
0: Yeah, I, I mean it's it's strange, right? I said it last week after the game at, at Forest that we're fickle us fans and it's a strange old game, right? And I'm one of the worst for it, right? We went I went into the game at Forest thinking we need to sign a striker. And after the first half at Forest, I'm thinking we do need to sign a striker. And then after the second half at Forest, I'm thinking, Do we all need a striker? Look how they've turned it on, the boys. You know what I mean? And then yesterday's game. I'm thinking, right, he's moved Abbots into the middle, but I still think we need a striker. But then by half time, I'm thinking we can get by with out. It's it just I don't know which way go to go with it. I really genuinely don't, boys. I'm really happy with what I saw yesterday. So maybe we've got enough to go all the way. Maybe we have. I mean you know, are right in it.
3: Just to come just to come back to you on that, Trevor. I think The reason why it sort of comes across as maybe I'm feeling or saying things a bit more negative today isn't that it's negative. It's more that I think we just need some balance, right? And then when we we went for a spell, when we lost a couple of games and everyone threw the toys at the pram and everyone went to moan and this player was rubbish and we needed this player and that player. The message that we were trying to say here was things haven't changed. A loss doesn't change anything. A win doesn't change anything in terms of the squad and the players and their quality. That is still the same. And just a big win against Liverpool doesn't make us any better than we was last week, no more than the loss would have made us any worse. So we're still in the same position where I think we need a striker and I think we need a winger. And squad depth is fine when everyone is fit, but the reality is no one stays fit all season in our team for some reason. So we do need squad depth in terms of, of covering injuries, and then we need maybe one or two in terms of quality to make us to the next step. But... Those little critiques that I'm talking about in terms of Saliba or little mistakes that happen here and there, just the difference between being a very, very good side that competes and then the team that goes on to win the league. Because Man City don't make those mistakes week in, week out. Now, we've got a fantastic defensive record, but we seem to concede goals just from mistakes. Other than mistakes, we don't really concede that many goals, but we need to cut those out if we want to win the league. And that's the difference between...
2: We are a young side.
3: Weeks. We are, we are, but we're also a side that... In my opinion, is now good enough to win the league. And if you want to win the league, you've got to cut out those small, small mistakes. And at some point, you have to go from a young side into an experienced side that can challenge—not yeah. just challenge, but win a title. And I don't think we're far off that. We've got a manager that, tactically, I think he's only Gomes going to be but,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: but no, look, Trev, Trev mentioned about the, the setup and how the four four two and etc. And the way we set up in the, in, in the first half, we knew that Gomez was going to invert, and they set up with a three and a two. And then their midfield was a four. And we just we basically matched that four with Jorginho, Rice, Havertz, Erdegaard. And we made Liverpool change their system. And second half, they had to drop Jones deeper, move Gomez back out wide, and have a, a four and a two to build. And all of a sudden, then they're back, and then we can press differently. And and it's all down from to, to Arteta and, and his ideas as well. And and he's got players that buy into his ideas and players that are good enough to execute it. But we just need to be a little bit more clinical in both boxes. That means putting the chances away. And these players are good enough to finish those chances, the same as they're good enough to not be making those mistakes. And that's how we go from challenging to winning the league. And we're not a million miles away.
2: Alex, if you look at squad depth, squad depth allowed us to, what I thought was an unusual move, take Martinelli off and then bring Trossard on, which ended up being a a wonder stroke. He is a great impact uh, sub, um, as is Martinelli. Uh, But that does show some of the depth that we got in the squad. And what did you make of, one, the
1: substitution and, two, Trossard's performance? Yeah, I think a lot of people in the stadium around us went, why is he taking Martinelli off? What's he done here? Martinelli's the best player on the pitch. Um, But I think he just identified that Martinelli had been running a lot this game and he might have looked a bit tired. and, And it was just a perfect moment to bring on some fresh legs in Trossard and he was amazing when he when he came on against Nottingham Forest as well. Um the, the way he con- controls the tempo of the game, knows when to slow it down. And then he knew when to be direct um yesterday when he received the ball on, on the left hand side and he spun um was it Javier Lid, I think it was um and, and Diaz as well and he just ran straight at goal. And from where we were it looked like the angle was too tight, but then he somehow managed to squeeze it in between Ellison's um, legs anyways.
2: Yeah, I spoke with Trevor uh, this morning about this and he's ringing up to see how bad my hangover was. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I said to him, I "said we, we saw on Tuesday night Jesus take that... Um, that really tight angle, which I thought he actually had hit the side netting and it was into the back of the net. And then obviously yeah, the same, Trevor gets famous, same, all the, all, all the, all the TV the cameras show. went looking, where's Trevor, where's Trevor, where's Trevor and found him, of course. Bouncing um, around. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, I, I said that we criticized Turner um, uh, for him and that he was, he was very, very poor. Yet again, Alison did the same thing. And Trevor, you educated me because you could see it a bit more, um From TV, go on, Trev.
0: Are you are you impressed at the fact that I've got all this knowledge today? Tells up, just goes to show I've had, bit... the I've had the grandkids running around left, right, and centre, and I've just been watching the BBC. over It's there. amazing
2: what an alcohol-free Guinness does to you, isn't
0: yeah, it? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You know, because the shot from Trossard, it it took a little bit of a deflection off of Van Dyke, you know, and that moved Edison's hands were down, and it moved the ball about three inches to the right. But he had that much pace on the ball, he didn't have time to, to move his hands and it just deflected it past him. So, Edison was a bit unlucky there, Van Dijk was a bit unlucky there, and I don't care. I really don't care. Was it, yeah. Dan, do you think, do you think um, the red card for
2: uh, Konate influenced the end of that game? Uh, do, do you think...?
3: Everything influences the game. Um, yeah. You know it's, what I mean. You know what I'm coming from. You know, the thing is, it's, 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 how how do you tell, right? 92nd minute, not long to go. I certainly wouldn't be hanging me out on it saying that that stopped Liverpool from getting back into the game because I, I still feel comfortable that we would have saw the game out. But certainly takes a bit of pressure off us when you're playing against 10 men um, rather than 11 and then probably gave us a bit more space to score the third goal. So... Maybe it was a bit more comfortable than it would have been, but yeah, I still see us seeing that game out. um, If I'm honest, but that's me being a biased Arsenal fan. So,
0: Havertz was clever, clever
3: fudge. He knew he was on a yellow. He
0: knew he was on a yellow card, and he ran straight into him, straight into him, arms out, down he went, and and Klopp was. Was was smiling at Havertz and giving him the thumbs up as if to say, "Well done." Well, yeah. yeah. Was appreciating what Havertz had done. It wasn't. I suppose it wasn't sending off, but Havertz was clever, and and, and that's I'm I'm praising Havertz for that because that's the game we watch and play these days, isn't it? You know, that's part I, of football. I, I, I...
2: As a as submariner would the man who shouted dive, dive, dive last week.
3: This <laughs> has <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and a bit of a uh, repetitive theme with you, Trev. I think we've got Mojito, Trev, and now we've got Cheating, Trev. I think he's another one.
2: <laughs> but I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, though. Haberts yeah. was just a pest all game. He was so hard to deal with in that position. I, I think I mentioned to a couple of you guys... He he reminded me a bit of Giroud, the way he could hold the ball up and just get into those
0: areas and 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 just create space out of nowhere, Trev. Well, it's interesting. I saw a completely different aspect to the forward line yesterday with Havertz playing through the middle, and it it took me back to um, the free the three games in, in particular when West Ham came to Arsenal and didn't want to play. And let us have the ball out, all around the area because they thought they had our, cent- our centre covered and, and we couldn't play against it. And 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 they beat us. And then Crystal Palace tried to do it and they weren't good enough. And then um, Forrest tried. No, well, not Forrest, who else tried to do it? And they weren't good enough either. Forest tried to do it for the first half. Yeah, Forrest tried, they, yeah. Yeah, and they weren't good enough either. So we, I, I like to think in my head that Arteta's looked at the Forest game. Uh, excuse me, looked at the West Ham game and thought, right, how do we beat this? Because other teams are going to do this now, and we started beating it. But I can't help but think that if halfway through the game against West Ham, when we weren't breaking them down, having so much possession, we're not breaking them down, was that the time when he should have said, right, reformation here. Let's put Averts through the middle. Let's put six foot four in the middle instead of five foot four, and let's put a different perspective on the game. You know. And, and, and I think that I honestly think that may have had a different result. But the one thing we all forget is right, and we can't forget it. We can't forget it. Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, and Jesus. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They all stopped scoring at the same time. They all stopped looking threatening at the same time. And I've, I have to repeat it because I think it's so important. Nobody could foresee that. None of us four could foresee that. Arteta couldn't foresee that. They all lost their scoring boots, but now they're back. And if we keep this consistent, if they keep back till the end of the season, then we're right in it, right in it. Really, really are. I'm excited. I'm excited. I nearly peed a bit in my tenner for men, then I was that excited, right? (laughs) (laughs) We are right in it, you know. Um, And and Arnie's hit the nail on the head there. We can't turn back time. Absolutely, we can't back, turn back time. But we can learn from what happened during that time, right? And that's okay. what we're doing. And that's what we need to do. We learn. And, and, and we're learning well. Ferg, you mentioned it earlier, son. Very important point as well. Games in the Northwest, right? Against them, 14 for the Northwest. We've taken 13 of a possible 15 points this season, right? And we've got Man City away. Man United away and Everton at home to come, right? And I think if we came away with five points out of them nine, we are right in it. We are right in it. Because that right. means we're absolutely thrashing but, all uh, 7 Five.
2: I, I'd like to think we beat Man United away. And I th- I'd like to think we beat Everton
0: at home. So that's six. I'm looking for minimums, Ferg. I'm looking for minimums, right? Because we're all saying Arsenal got this to play, Arsenal got that to play. But they've all got to play each other. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Liverpool have still got to play a game of football, you know? Newcastle are going to come back again and, and get some results again. There's going to be the odd upset, and that's probably where it's all done. We've got to be the mm. team that has the least upsets, and then we're all right. I'm, I'm drifting. Sorry, Ferg, I'm drifting. Yeah, no,
2: no, no, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. Um, Look, officially, uh, Jorginho was given uh, player, man of the match. um, And... Person of the match, individual <laughs> of the match. Um, who, who <laughs> Alex? Since you're, you, since you, you've come up, who would you have said your man of the match would be? Bear in mind, there's
1: only men on that pitch. Um, I think if it, <laughs> I'd probably give it to Jorginho as well. Um, I think Arteta. He said it well after the game. He's an intelligent player. His biggest quality is that he makes the other players around him better. And I think that's what he'd done yesterday. He, um, he made a tick for us yesterday, Jorginho. But I think Martinelli had a, a great individual performance as well. Um, and he, he was part of like winning the game for us. Um, he, he, just, he was just dangerous all game. Um, but it's such a difficult one because you could give it to so many players. Um, ben White looked look like his usual self again yesterday. He had a brilliant game. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fergus was a man of the match. Um, <laughs> apart from him getting a silly yellow card in the thirty thirty eighth minute or something for time wasting, I don't, I don't remember getting a yellow card.
3: <laughs> you had a red from <laughs> the first second. Don't worry, mate. You, yeah, <laughs> pre match didn't make it on the pitch.
1: Um, o- Odegaard, him dictating the press, leading the press. Um, his his chance creation was was good. Odegaard, um, yeah, there's so who many you could give it to. I'm picking, who you picking? Mart- Martinelli. Martinelli. Dan, who are you going for?
3: Symbol for me, Jorginho. Both midfield experience. Him and Rice together were, were unreal. I mean, you can make a case for so many, but I'm going to say Jorginho. But I can't move on, Ferg. I can't move on from the Havoc point very quickly because I cannot help but feel like there's a lot of people that owe quite a few apologies. And a little bit fed up at times of certain people that want to moan and call players out and dig players out when we sign them and and 65 million wasted for Havertz and Jorginho and other Chelsea rejects and and all of these things that people say and Raya and those three players were fantastic yesterday for us. And I will go as far as saying that if, for example, Havertz didn't start up top, we would not have won that game if Eddie started that. And people want to criticise why Arsenal pay 65 million for Kai Havertz. Now, he's got a lot more to prove that he's 65 million but let me tell you yesterday is a big big step towards that because he was nasty he was big he was clever he got his ball he got his body in the right position so that they they couldn't outmuscle him he was just everything we needed him to be at that moment and people were questioning why he was purchased he was bought for that sort of reason to give us a different dimension to give us something different and those players are part of our squad and they're going to contribute massively to what we produce this season, and and everyone wants to get on their back now and say how good they are. Well, they were all moaning about them a few a few weeks ago or a few months ago. I must admit, with
2: Havertz, uh, with, with Havertz um, I thought he was a luxury we didn't need to spend money on just yet. I don't think he's a bad player, and I, 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 I'm glad we have him in our squad. But I I thought like when you look at Havertz for 65 million pounds, when we needed. Um, an Ivan Tony or whoever it was as a centre forward, or we need other areas in the pitch, a party replacement. Um, although we did need a Granite Xhaka replacement. Um, we did, yeah. But but we'd we have that in Rice. I just thought, no criticism on Havertz himself, but I just thought that that money could have been spent uh, better elsewhere. Who are you going for, your man of the match? You said, you said, Jorginho.
3: Um, yeah. Trev? I'm going to change it to Edu, 65 million on Havertz. I
0: think with firstly, with the habits thing, once again, he's come from Chelsea, and our record of buying places, players from Chelsea, has been really poor. Has there been that hanging over his head? I myself have thought at times when he's played that little bit deeper that I want to see more of him, but I thought playing up front on yesterday, I thought he, he, he'd found his spot, he'd found his place. He was. He was absolutely the threat. He was the plan B that I've been crying out for. Absolutely the plan B that I've been crying out for, right? So my man of the match yesterday amongst uh, 15, 14 people that played really, really well was without a doubt for me, Jorginho. I I thought he just came into a side. He's not been playing very often and absolutely purred through 90 minutes as a class act, an absolute class act. But what Dan says he's really interested in, right? Like you know, and I want to ask you boys a, a question now. Just before we we leave this game and move on to next week, I want to talk about both at once, Ferg. So right, Havertz has played a really good game up front yesterday. I thought we looked a different side. I thought we had our strengths seemed to be moved around the park more, and and the focus was 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 Havertz in the middle causing a bit of disruption. So next week, we play West Ham away, right? The same West Ham team that came to the Emirates and clearly done their homework, and for want of a better phrase, scored us. They scored us. They got the lucky early goal, and they they, they just played the game we couldn't match. Now, we played that game without a big centre forward, and we couldn't penetrate. So next week, if Jesus is fit, who plays against West Ham? Jesus or Havertz? Shall I go first? For me, I would leave Havertz in there. Absolutely leave Havertz in there.
2: Um, I, I think it's a different type of game. The, thi- the, the thing we're playing Liverpool, and, and, and we said this after the Forest game or while we are watching the Forest game, when we're playing teams like West Ham, Forest, and we're going to have a, a couple of weeks uh, against Sheffield United, they the sort of teams that sit with the low block and we find it really difficult to, to get past the 10 men. I think the fact that Liverpool tried to play football against us uh, played into our hands and played to our advantage? Because I think we are a really good footballing team. I th- I don't think West Ham are going to change. I know they'll be playing at home, but I don't think they'll change um, how they play against us because we are a better footballing team than them. So I think they will sit deep, defend, and try and catch us on the counter. Does, does Havertz give us that option? Not when you see how Jesus and his close ball control that we saw because we were so close... In that game at at, at at Forest, you can see how he could spin on a, can spin on a sixpence and, and and take the ball down and take a shot. Uh, it's a it's a really difficult question, um, uh, Trev. I, I, you, I probably did you say spin,
3: uh, spin or bit. I don't know if Jamie has jumped into your mouth or if he said spin. Spin. Okay, like mm. so just confirming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no children so, here.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no know, children to be spat <laughs> at. L- le- 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 mis- le- probably go, I'd probably go i probably go i probably go Jesus.
0: Yeah, I mean Leanne makes a good me. point here. Really, you go Jesus. That's interesting, folks. That just goes to show how, how split us Arsenal fans are. You see, and that's the point we've just made. Liverpool wants his play. West Ham will just wait on a counter. Whether they'll that's wait on point. a counter at home in front of their own fans, we're not sure. But it was successful at our place. So I, I believe that they'll head down that road.
2: Boys, quickly, who would you go for Jesus or Havertz
1: up top? Alex, I'll, I'll, I think Havertz gained quite a lot of confidence from from the last game against Liverpool, so I would keep him in in the team.
3: Yeah, simple. Yeah, I mean, G- if Jesus is fit, Jesus starts his number one striker. But um, we've got a fantastic backup option in Havertz, and if there's a slight concern over Jesus, Havertz starts up top.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carragher was mentioned a second ago. Cariger, um thinks that um, right. we. All- the by taking photographs of ourselves. Listen, um, Odegaard, now nah, he didn't take this photograph. Uh, Stuart took that photograph, uh, brilliant photograph. It was really good. The thing is, if you zoom in onto that photo, somebody was going around with F the ballot uh stickers and somebody stuck it on my back on my uh, badge beforehand. I didn't even know what it was, and 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 <laughs> I know who it was, and it wasn't anybody here, um, and um. Uh I come along, I, I realised when I come along, I said, oh, Stuart, Stuart, Steve, as you call him, um, Dan. I said, take a photo. And he went, what? And I went, it's my birthday. And I pointed at the badge. And a couple of photos. Then I realised it says, fuck the ballot on it. So he's not going to publish it anywhere because it's going to be anti the establishment and everything else. So I sent him a message on Instagram this morning and he sent it through, which was really, really nice for him. But um, and the criticism also of Arteta, Doing what Mourinho and Klopp have done, running up and down and celebrating down the pitch. This this media bias, Trev, is uh, just absolutely. It's got to be for clicks. It's it, it purely has to be for clicks and 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 football and traffic and
0: because. <sighs> look, mate. Right. Look, it's uh, my view changed slightly today. As I said at the start of the show, I'm not going to linger on it. That I thought the BBC done a brilliant job yesterday right of their coverage of the game and they're summarizing after they weren't looking the score points they weren't having a slide digs they just talked about the game and Danny Murphy ex-Tottenham ex-Liverpool was man enough to talk in a way that I thought was right Carragher and Neville are ex-Man United and ex-Liverpool who were both scored at times by Arsenal when they played the game right absolutely scored by Arsenal I mean, Neville had, had had pooed his pants before he even set on the pitch at Ivory when, when Vieira got on his face, you know? He did. And Neville. they have got across to Bear, Carragher and Neville. Undoubtedly, they have, right? But that's when it should be coming down on, on Sky themselves to say, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Jamie. Hang on a minute, Gary. We like your work. We like what you do. But you've got to start being a bit more level-headed and – not talk about what went on in your head five or 10 years ago and how your hatred lies talk about the game that you're paid handsomely to summarize and talk about it and, and read the game you know and then hopefully we would um we would get some better some better information from a premium sports channel that we pay a lot of money to watch right um And (laughs) I I sort of got my head thinking about it today. You can tell I've had a lot of time on my hands. And I sort of looked at Sky Sports. Some, I'm talking about Carragher and and, and Neville now, obviously. I sort of compare them to referees in the PGMOL. Referees and officials in the PGMOL think they're absolutely untouchable. You can see by the way Howard Webb, how how he's so self-righteous. When he goes on the TV, we've even got Mike Dean being played, being paid handsomely by Sky. And it actually churns my stomach when I hear him talk. But they don't care, these officials, because they're untouchable. Now, are Neville and Carrick are starting to think the same way? Are they? I don't know. But it would apparently think so, wouldn't it? It would apparently appear so because they say what they want. And, and what they say is downright rude and offensive. I mean, the, it, I had to laugh last night. I can't let it make me angry. But when Carriker said that thing about Odegaard, just get off the pitch, and he, and he not only did he say, get off the pitch, you've just won a game, and I'm being serious, he added on the end, right? He had he went the extra step last night. He didn't make a comment. He made a statement. Because that on the end saying, I'm being serious now, moves the goalpost completely, you know? It's not an off-the-cuff comment. It's a statement that he's thought about. So I just went not think, come on, Sky. Sort all these people out, you know? Make them look at the BBC coverage from last night and that and, and learn from it. And and if Gary Neville and and and, and are not going to play the game, Carragher in particular yesterday, if he's not going to play the game, then give us someone that is. We're not looking for bias towards the Arsenal. I just want to watch a game of football and I want the summarizers to be talking about the same game as I've just watched. I want it to yeah, come, I, from, I, come from off the field, you
2: know. I do agree, and as you pointed out, Danny Murphy, who normally doesn't, and I was listening to Talk Sport today, and you got Graeme Souness. So, like Danny Murphy was balanced on Match of the Day from what I saw last night, uh, but um, Souness is just always bitter and twisted. Um, guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up shortly. Um, a couple of other uh, topics I thought was quite funny: um, Spurs two um, two uh, in the um, in the ninety fourth minute or whatever. That was funny. Was. I suppose uh, winning at Everton isn't for everybody, is it, <laughs> Alex?
1: That don't seem like it. Um, yeah, that was just uh, the the perfect perfect way to end that game with with Romero. We we all love Romero, don't we? And he uh, he headed towards his own goal, and they they bottled it. Um, yeah, I mean they're playing good football this season, um, Spurs. But yeah, we all know how it, how it, how the cookie crumbles with them. They they're always going to bottle it, it, aren't they?
3: Yeah. I had a, I had a particularly good uh good sort of Friday night in the uh, in the gym. I was bumped into a couple of Spurs fans, and, and they were all all cocky and all, all giving it mouth. And we'll see if you come in on Monday. He Said you realize when we beat Everton, you guys lose to Liverpool, we'll be close um, same points as you guys on goal difference. And I just said. You guys never learn. Just live and wait. And uh I walked in today. You know, that like the Wolf of Wall Street when she walks in. But uh, it's a very good feeling to, to say, five months clear, mind that gap.
2: Sums it up, really, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one other thing uh, as well. Chelsea, their only hope of... Um, uh, doing anything is uh, against uh, Liverpool in the League Cup. Uh, I think Potts will be gone, uh, gone by, um, by by Easter. Um, and um, Sheffield United fans, Trev. I was going to ask you this. Now, you, you watched what's the game? And 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 to be honest, it's got to be the best atmosphere I've heard at the Emirates this season. Um, uh, and it must have come across on the TV. Any anybody I've spoken to, no matter what their club allegiances are. Um, the the, the 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 um they the said about the atmosphere yesterday was unreal. Um, Sheffield United fans, I know they're they're losing,
0: but walking out after twenty minutes. Uh. Yeah, I, 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 Ferg, I don't think we need to go down that road, mate. I, I I know what you're going to say, but at the end of the day, it's people's choice, and uh, it's not ideal. It's people's choice. But what I did notice at the end of the game in the Emirates yesterday was that very, very few people had left. Very few people had left. Maybe it's because it was a a more important game. Maybe it's because it was a better game. Maybe it's because the atmosphere was better. But very few people had left the ground at the Emirates yesterday. Well, it appeared that way on the TV anyway.
2: Well, myself and Dan made the observation that we recognised most people around us uh, for one of the few games this season, Dan. It was just amazing to see, wasn't it?
3: It was. I'm I'm not going to, I think I'm probably not going to get into that either. All all I'd say is um, as a fan, you want more and it could be a nine out of 10. I'd want a 10 out of 10. So I'm never going to be satisfied with anything that fans do because I'm always going to want more. I'm going to want more noise. I'm going to want more support for the team because ultimately it helps on the pitch. So I'm always going to want more. I'm never going to be satisfied. I felt a little bit like after they scored their goal it went quiet and the noise came back when we scored our second goal. That's the only criticism I could have for the whole day. The rest of it was was top notch. Um the bit we can work on as fans is when we when we're a bit nervous we could be a bit louder and um, give the players something because they try to give us us as well. It's 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 a team effort. Let, mm. let me just say right I watched the game
0: at Man United as well yesterday. And the atmosphere was awful, awful for the whole game. And they'd won the game 3-0 and their ground was half empty before the final whistle was blown. Yeah. Uh, this, this uh, Can I take another 30 seconds, Ferg? Because it Go leads on. me on to what I was going to do. We are closing
2: up, though.
0: <laughs> I know, we are. It leads me on to what I was going to do for Trev time. Just take 30 seconds. Earlier this week, I put out a, a social media post, right, about um, the atmosphere. Uh, take that off, it puts me off, son. It puts me right off my ugly mug that close up. I I put a post on social media about the atmosphere at the Emirates and uh, how I thought it might have been ruined and, and how I thought it, it was going. Didn't name anybody. I actually didn't accuse anybody, but one lady's name kept popping up in the comments, right? And the, some of the comments about her, regardless of what you think of her, were that, were that near the mark that I took the post down because I thought, Although I've not insinuated that this lady is any of those things, it was my post that started the ball rolling, right? But it turns out that against one of these comments, this lady's husband had posted, and I read and I replied to him asking if he'd want to chat about what what his wife does and whether he'd care to enlighten us, and he's not replied. But one thing he said got me thinking. He said that he thought that member of staff was one of our most MVPs, right? So I just want to say to you now, right? It, 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 what, What's an
2: MVP, sorry?
0: Most valuable person, most valuable per player, yeah? Okay. So well, that's how I read it. And from from the context of the message, that's how I interpreted it. So it got me thinking, right, and it, it, what perspective you have or where you're coming from, you can think that different people in the club are the most valuable people, right? But speaking from my perspective, right, that I have absolutely no doubt that fans, not your corporate fans who go once a year for a feed, not your fans that, that that with greatest respect come to one game a season and go away. The fans that go regularly through thick and thin that take out a loan to get a season ticket and get themselves in debt, or are running short of money, but instead of not going to the game, they're that desperate to go to get themselves in debt, they're the real people. You know-
2: we know people like that, Trev. We do we know do. people like we that. Absolutely
0: do. And do you know why? That we're the most valuable people because everybody else has got a choice, for Right? A player can come and go and leave the club. A manager can come and go and leave the club. A corporate person can come for a couple of days on the beer a year and leave the club. Right? A chairman or an owner can buy the club and then sell it again. They don't have to stay. But I'm speaking for myself, and hopefully for you guys, I have to stay. I've got no choice, right? Mm. I have to stay. Because I love my football club. It, and to coin a phrase to end from Sir Bobby Robson, when you're a kid or when you first go to the ground and you walk up the stairs and you see that patch of green grass for the first time, without realising it at first, and then, but absolutely without being help, able to help it, you fall in love, don't you? You fall in love with a football club. And because of that, because we've got no option but to be there and we do anything for our club, I mean, if Arsenal run me tomorrow and said, Trev, can you come in and clean the players' boots for nothing, I'd be there. I'd be there. It'd be an honour. You know, because, not because I know it's in my head, it'd be stupid, but I'd have no option. Because I love my football club and I'd do anything for it. And purely from that perspective, we're the most important people. No contest.
2: We are MVPs. Um, Trev, it's just so ironic or so, so coincidental that you talk about... Um, you talk about uh, the Green Bays. I remember I got one of Ruth Beck's little messages here, but I remember going to Highbury, and uh, when I walked out up onto the North Bank and looked out at that snooker table, that it was of the Green Bays. Yeah, did fall in love with the club then. And you know what? It's when the days are bad, and and the club is at like at the end of Emery, uh, the end of um, Wenger into Freddie, and 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 parts part time winning in. in Emery's era, that's when we were there, because I feel, you know, if I'm not there when we're playing Liverpool and I miss out the game like you did yesterday, Trev, it's awful, yeah. But we flew, we're flying, we're doing really well. But if we're down in the doldrums and we're, I, I was there for that 5 nil at Man City away and we're in the in the bottom three in the relegations at the start of the season getting humiliated and Granite Shack getting another red card... But for me, they're the most important days that I need to be there supporting my football club. Uh, and I know I know you three and many in the chat are of the same same belief. Yeah, um
0: Ferg, right? A few seasons ago, a good friend of mine offered me a ticket in an executive box, right? And I took it like a fool. I accepted the offer, I was very grateful. And I went out to the executive box, and at half time, Dennis Bergkamp was coming on the field to have a bit of a chat, you know, the Dennis Bergkamp, arguably the greatest player that has ever worn the red shirt of Arsenal, right? Came on the field to talk Dennis Bergkamp and all the lower tier were, were back in there listening to him. All the upper tier were back in there listening to him. I look around the box level where I was, right? And me and my mate and two other people were the only four people out of the whole of that level that could be asked to go and listen to one of the greatest players that has ever graced our football club. And For me, that sums it up, mate. And I'm not picking on people because everyone's got their own ways and doing things. But when you say about the most valuable people, that's us.
2: Well said, Trev. Well said. Um, we're gonna close tonight. Uh, I would uh, just like to finish off by um thanking everybody, including myself, um, thanking everybody who made that um <laughs> that breath <birthday>. potato. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, who who made that um birthday uh, so special um thank you very very much um also last week we got over 1000 subscribers uh we actually have uh 1135 subscribers uh, thank you on there thank you very much really does make a, a big difference to us um we're going to try and do maybe a couple more maybe another show maybe uh, a week or something—I don't know. I don't, we've got to try and do something because I'd like to get some of you um, seeing a little bit more content. But listen, we do this because we love the club. We do this because we enjoy chatting to each other. Um, we don't do it for fame and fortune and everything else. Um, Alex, you need to get some rest, man. You look—you look, you look I like do. I feel. My my voice needs some rest as well. <laughs> it doesn't absolutely knackered. Do. Thank you very much. And it was a pleasure having you over over the weekend. And we'll see you for the Thank Porto for game. Yeah. Uh, see you for the Porto game in March. Uh, Dan, Dan, you need to have a flipping beer. I nearly said something else. You need to have a beer. Just calm, oh, man. And am all, all up, up it, for Porto. All of them. The the world.
3: World. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, 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 and obviously, Trev, you've, uh, you've had to say but thank you as always. Um I will see you on I will see you on um I'll see you on Sunday. Uh, you're crashing down here. We're gonna head down uh to Stratford and have a few beers uh, and then go and see the game. Uh, North London forever what's that? we not predictions oh, um, predictions. I'll go two one Arsenal. Trev
0: I'm gonna go 3-0. I think we'll turn it on. We owe them. Alex?
1: I'll go 1-0. Scrappy one I'm going
3: to go 2-0. Two, I think we, we owe him one big time. And by the oh, way, sure Trev, you know, got, this, is just, this has just come in my head. I've got to say this, Trev. The most disgusting comment I heard ever in the Emirates Stadium from Fergus Keating. God. Go on. 3-1 three, three up at the end of the game. And he says to me, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a, a Liverpool goal so I can win my bet 3 2. You can <laughs> sod my That is
0: disgraceful. disgraceful. <laughs> that is absolutely disgraceful. He's always padding forever. That point I was going to buy you on Saturday, Fergus. You, Sunday, you can, you're gone.
3: Pre match ban. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks for laughs> I'm right. I mean, embarrassed
0: to say you're my friend. <laughs> Up, that
2: the <laughs> Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Fuck the Spurs. Thanks for
0: listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans. For Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Of the Arsenal.